0: Concept that the Greeks came and defiled the base amigdash and put pig on the altars and destroyed it and tried to, like, you know, get rid of all the pure oil is a representation of our own lives. That our bodies are a base amigdash. We are, each person is a base amigdash. And that pure jar of oil is the Yechida, It's that part of us that's inherently connected to Hashem, that pure light that no matter what we go through in life, no matter what we've experienced, no matter. If we feel felt suppressed or defiled or disconnected or disrespected or you know dishonored in our life, that that part of Hashem that's within us, is transcendent of all human experiences. It's a transcendent energy. It's like that level that's so connected to Hashem that nothing can make it impure, no matter how much and no matter how many layers or or ways we felt, you know impure or disrespected, it just no one can ever access that. It's Hashem, Hashem is always guarding that. And when we feel constricted in our life and we don't feel like we know why we're here or we don't feel like we're able to move beyond the constricted space or the trauma we've gone through or the experiences that we've gone through, this Hanukkah story is for us. It's our personal story of the first step is being a Maccabee, right? The Maccabees said, we're a small little band. We're just a family, we're five people. You know on one hand it doesn't make any sense who are we against this huge greek army but they didn't say then they said we're going to stand up for our truth and hashem's on our side and we're going to do what we need to do and we're going to stand up and fight and that's the first step is standing up and saying i know what i'm worth i'm not going to allow this anymore i'm not going to stay stuck anymore i'm not going to allow this other negative energy to control my life i'm going to stand up and trust that hashem's going to help me and then we went into the base hamidash and we cleaned out the pig and we cleaned out the base of and we took out all the all the junk and that's the process we've been speaking about for many months about going inside and knowing that it's worth it to go inside of our body because in there is that jug of oil inside is our yehida. it's that light that is so pure and so whole and so it's our gps and it's that miracle space that we can access that gets us beyond anything we got went through because it's transcendent light and so pure going inside the base image just going inside ourselves navigating all the those lies and the beliefs and the traumas or the disconnect or the suppression and cleaning it out cleaning it out cleaning it out and if anyone wants to know how to do it, you can listen to previous episodes because I've been talking about it for many months. And we, no matter what we went through, we will find that pure oil because it's there, the FDA is just impossible you can't get rid of Hashem you can't get rid of the FDA. And once we access that pure oil. What, what happened the priest the kohanim found that pure oil and they lit the menorah and it didn't last seven days it lasted eight days because seven is nature seven is constricted it's what we know it's the way we've always been the eight is beyond nature the world was created in seven days and when, when you when the number eight represents getting beyond the natural norm so once you access the Yechida, you get to the level eight you start experiencing things that make no sense it's the, in the realm of above like wow because of all the things i've experienced or because of my personality or because of my limitations i never thought that this was possible but with the fida you get in, to transcendent light and hashem starts running your life and dictating to you through you what you want what you desire what you know what you're supposed to do at every moment you have you get access to your gps and then you get to the level of eight. You access your inner menorah. You start experiencing things that where you feel like I'm Hashem's wife. I'm just accessing my inner desires because I feel my desires through my Yechida. And then Hashem is my husband. He's just orchestrating my life and doing all these things that just make no sense. That's above, it's above nature. And from there, then That's then we have this ripple effect because when we're in the world, we're like literally a menorah. You know, we put menorahs on our cars and we put menorahs all around because we want everyone to see we're a walking miracle. We walk around and we have transcendent energy that even if it's not logical or people can't pinpoint it or describe it or whatever, it's an energy that we're outputting in the world, and that's how we spread Hashem energy in the world, and we become a miracle and we we spread miracles. So with that with the introduction of why we share miracles and then how to access miracles. I'm so excited to <laughs> um, open the floor to share modern day miracles of very special women who have experienced the journey of letting go and letting God. And that's the other thing, it's like this catchphrase, let go and let God. But it's much harder than it sounds. And it's a real, real avoda, it's a real job. and. Letting go and letting God means, like what I just said, is that when we're in charge and we're in control of our life and we're in our heads and we have to make sense of everything, then we're in control mode, and then our life stays in the realm of seven, in in within only what we can handle, what we can control. But letting go and letting God is accessing that pure oil, right? The Yachidah. And then Hashem is infinite. So Hashem through us can create amazing things. So when I feel it will be very inspiring to share. So I want to start off with my friend, my dear friend who lives nearby. Her name is Rachel Efrati. And um, Rachel's on the road to LA. So made this made a special stop to share today. So thank you. And I wanted to share, it's mostly Rachel's story, but I'm gonna say our story because I have a little side to this also. And um, I wanted to, for us to share the story for a while. And then as it came closer to Hanukkah, I just felt like it was gonna be the right time. So thank you. So, I'll, Rachel, I'm gonna start with my side of the story and then ask you some questions. So, you know, we've grew up hearing miracle rebbe stories where, you know, the rabbis sent out this one bacher, one person to this far out city. And, you know, they went and tried to find Jewish people to inspire and then it turns out, you know, they didn't have any luck, they didn't find anyone. And then five years later, if they find out that someone was looking out the window and got inspired because they saw the boys in the street, you know? And it's all nice stories, but you never really think it's going to happen to you. So this past summer, there were these two boys who wanted to come out and do Merkash which is going around the city and finding Jews and talking to them and connecting to them. And my husband and I were like, you could come. We live in the Bay Area in Los Altos. It's like the most liberal anti-religious anti-chabad anti-spiritual place perhaps in the world maybe there's other places (laughs) but it's really really hard like finding jews who are willing to walk into our home is you know you have to make the personal connection it's one-on-one they're like oh you're not an alien okay you know um so it's it's not an easy job but you know we were we're blessed to be here there's a lot of other positive things it's beautiful weather it's beautiful nature here anyway, so the boys came and were like, don't be offended if every single person (laughs) closes the door on you. Like, you know, if you happen to have one house that's successful, that's major success. And sure enough, they came and there was most people not there because everyone works in these big, you know, Google and Apple and Amazon companies and um, Facebook, they're all here and, you know, not home. But whoever did open the door, most people were a little hostile, not interested and then they came back and they said oh we went somewhere far out in the woods <laughs> middle of nowhere um and the woman actually opened the door and she was really nice and um she seemed really happy that we were there so i i, I was just like i don't think anything's going to come out of that but i was just happy for them you know i'm like i'm so happy you felt like welcomed by someone and then a few hours later um her husband so this is Rachel and i'm talking Matt to share a story um, Rachel's husband emailed my husband and said, "Oh my gosh, I'm in New York. I just was at the Ohel a few hours ago, and like within within an hour of leaving the Ohel, the boys came. Wow, this is amazing. You know, we'll we'll be in touch." So I didn't know anything about them, but I just thought, okay, that, that's interesting. So then my husband, when he comes home, meets with her husband and says, the first thing she says. My he says my wife is very very interested in learning Kabbalah. You don't do you know anyone? So my husband says ah they we're a good match. My wife loved te- loves teaching Kabbalah. They they the two of them should meet. So then Rachel comes to my class the next week and it was we connected from the first minute. We both realized we're deep spiritual seekers. And um, th- for my end I was like wow this is a miracle. You know the boys. Went and found this woman, and now she's coming to my classes. Done the end of story. But there's a lot more to the story on Rachel's end. So I'm, I, I actually, we were chatting a few days ago when we were talking about this, and she already started revealing so many things that I didn't even know. So I'm learning more along the way. Anyways, Rachel, thank you. Thank you for being here and being willing to share your heart and being vulnerable with us. It means a lot to me, and I'm sure to everyone who will hear. And um, I guess if you can start, um, tell me a little bit about, I know that you were connected for a little while with Kabbalah and then you left and I, I, you could say, but I know you were connected to Chabad for a little bit in Thailand and then in Israel. And then at a certain point, you were just like moved away from religion and um, you moved to Las Altos. I've never seen Rachel's house, even though she's been very generous and hospitable okay. and, and inviting me, she's like, you should see where I live. My neighbors are just trees and squirrels and dares. Like I live in the middle of nowhere. So Rachel will say, but I know that she was connected to Chabad and then at a certain point felt like it was too much or it didn't feel connected anymore and then wanted to live in the middle of nowhere with squirrels and dares and moved to a house where she was hoping that maybe no one would, no Chabad would ever show up and no one would ever bother her. And then I know something happened in your life that um, your husband felt like he needed to go to the Ohal and then within an hour, the boy showed up. So can you share a little bit yeah, about that?
1: Absolutely. First, I would like to say Nechama, thank you for creating such a safe, energetic space to allow us to feel comfortable, to share miracles. What you were saying before about like, we keep, not in, maybe it is a klipa, but we keep this kind of guarded blianara. And especially in these days of having the and and happiness and confidence to shine that light. It's like, thank you for creating that um, thank you. energetic space for us to do that. That said, I do feel like this is a very profound personal. Um, I'm so very grateful for these events, um which seem coincidental, and one of those things like, oh, maybe it's just you know coincidence. But when I say we live in the middle of nowhere and we escaped everything, we're really far away. So it was a big surprise to me to open the door after I'd been practicing yoga to two um two guys looking religious. And all I'm thinking is, oh, Am I dressed okay? I can't invite them in. And um they said, Oh, we're just letting you know about Chabad. And I said, Oh no, we know we know about the Chabad, it's okay. But thank you so much for coming. What I didn't know was an hour before, um, without giving away because that's his that's his story, but I can tell you that we had reached a place sometimes something looks like chaos but it's actually organized from upstairs which now we can see so he had to travel to new york for a very high pressure stressful meeting which was pressure enough for him to humble himself and open his heart to ask for help and we had previously lived an orthodox life within the Kabbalah center which involved going to Tzadikim all over the world, and he was very connected to that and had let go of that whole phase of his life. Um, and I was kind of secretly hoping for many years that we would reconnect to that energy. And we've been kind of floating around without a teacher for a while. Um, he had been, we, we used to live in Thailand, and he was very good friends with the, with the Chabad Rabbi there, Rav Nehemia. And we had in our house for uh, painting oil paintings of the rabbi with his hand like this. And I I think we took it for granted. So maybe one miracle is opening our eyes and not taking for granted what's right in front of you. But for us, we needed some chaos to like for my husband to uh, have the humility, desperation to go to the oil and and really ask for himself, like, please help me in this meeting. And uh, so he went to the To the Ohal, and then within the hour these these two uh, men arrive from Chabad in the in the middle of nowhere I mean like a spiritual desert as well as like a physical like living in the middle of the wood, like metaphorical kind of um um solitude and uh and and it was you know, thank God everything was okay, hopefully everything is okay but for i think for for us to to feel like the The spiritual force behind the Chabad um, organization is has been really wonderful. And for me personally, I feel like that was only part of the miracle story. For him, that was like a miracle to see that working. But then for me to come to Nahama's classes, um I wasn't expecting um anything other than some nice insights about the Zohar, maybe about the, the parasha, let's sit down, open mind. Did don't know how it was gonna be open for me. And um, to hear um, her speak with such precise scientific um, candor about up-to-date therapeutic models, internal family systems, dissociation, and then what blew my mind and blew my heart wide open, Bur Hashem, was the idea that there's like she was explaining this unifying Yechida, which I've never heard about, that there, that it's possible for us not only to recognize there's these fragmented parts of us due to trauma and it's all protective and everything's great, but to, to go through these these weeks of how how M'ham is interpreting the Rabbi's Sihat as as a manual for healing and rebuilding has been a personal miracle for me and my family. I'm sure it's like affecting me and affecting the kids to learn about boundaries, to learn about authenticity, for having the courage within the safe space you created to confront things I had been running away from, like these stories of the fathers and hearing Yakov running and no, he's got to lie down, he's got to be grounded. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's been amazing. And, and, um, for me personally, I have searched many years, but searched to the nth degree. I have, um, I needed to learn about the body, so it's not like I went to see a, a naturopath. I became a herbalist. I became a nutritionist. I wanted to learn about how do we hold energy in our bodies. Okay, so I became a healer. Became a Reiki master. <laughs> taught other people. Taught them. I wanted to still my mind. Okay. I didn't go to yoga class, I became a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. I became a meditation teacher and always looking, and this is Rakesh. and the first thing I found, and maybe I needed to go through these steps. Menachem, I wish you every success with this work. I hope it goes far and wide and viral. And I think it's bringing the spirituality into the science that now is known about the mind and the nervous system, and it's been amazing for us. So, miracles oh. all round.
0: <laughs> thank you so I, I, I want to thank you for sharing and if you want to add anything else after I say this but I want to say the miracle here is that Rachel you know has been like she said searching 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 for answers and searching for you know answers to her personal traumas and um, in all different areas in all different ways and then when their life became so squeezed and so chaotic that she's as she said her husband was just like because they they were connected to Chabad, but then they ran away, you know, and they were disconnected. Oh, well,
1: we from... were it wasn't exactly running away. We were very, very, very lucky. So we started with the Kabbalah Center for um, like 15, 16 years. Quite. Uh, yeah, like deep, and deeply involved. And and because of not to go into a whole to speak of other people. But for us, we realized very quickly, black and white. OK, this is not the right energy now. Um, um we were living in tel aviv and there was a real grief of of missing that um connection to a teacher and i think for my husband to have this sign this miraculous sign from upstairs to re- to really to go to the oral and then have have people come in the middle of nowhere to his home was like a sign that we can trust and we can open our hearts again to to a teacher
0: I think that's really key where you and you told me this a few days ago you said that like Hashem knew how it had to happen and also because you've lost trust right like you opened up your heart in different groups to different teachers and you've had different vulnerable experiences where you lost trust and then you said just the way like that the whole situation how he was in New York and then he went to the oil and then an hour later the boys came you felt this comfort like I can trust this I can move forward I can go check out this chabad, like the way it happened it was like you felt like this big hug from hashem it was like all the stars were lining up and that really that's what you really needed to give you this push and this comfort that this is going to be a safe space for you
1: yeah absolutely also, thank you yes <laughs> thank
0: you <laughs> i think also what's beautiful is that it specifically happened through going to the ohal and then those boys coming which is you know them working for the rabbi right the Rebbe set that up and then you you were saying that there was always, no matter how much healing you've done and you've tried so many different works and different things, that you always felt like there was a missing piece. There was always a fragmentation. And through learning these sikhas from the Rabbah, you said like everything just came together. It was like all the different pieces. It was just like the first time in your life that there was like an anchoring and there was like a holding together of all the different parts. Yeah. And I think that's so beautiful that you know, the connection happened right after going to the rabba. so it was like really like the bracha came through.
1: Yeah, amazing a way. Amazing. I honestly, I'm, I'm, I don't mind sharing that I had um, been very lucky to. I, had, like many people, experienced uh, trauma early in life, and had really genuinely thought, okay, I will just have to live with this fragmentation and kind of compartmentalization and and manage. It wasn't. It wasn't even in my horizon to ask for a healing like that because I didn't know it was a possibility. I can't explain. It's like it's like asking someone, "Would you like to try something?" But you don't even know it existed. So coming to your class and hearing you, it was like being like woken up from a dream. Like, no, the, it's entirely not just possible. But the way you speak about things is so easy and people in your group here talking about oh so you just confront the dust of shame and it's like and i'm like what are they talking about these things i've kept hidden in secret for like and you guys just discussing it like oh yeah shame is just like dust but it's part of me and you have to love it and i'm like they know like all my inner inner workings and it's been a real amazing ride and incredible incredible
0: thank you i want to say one last piece that also, the miracle of the timing wise that sometimes first of all, so I want to point out that they had a really big challenge that pushed them to go to the to the all so sometimes in our life, you know we could look at these and like, "Oh, we've already gone through this, and we've already gone through this, and we're and now hashem is giving us another challenge, like you know, how dare you, Hashem, like you're torturing us, but really, you know looking back in retrospect, we can say, well. You know we ignored this we ignored this and we ignored this and we need this ultimate push or it was the right time you know to really go deeper and then the miracles come through to face or to surrender or to be more humbled or to ask for the help or to move in a different direction the other thing also mm-hmm. is timing is incredible because you could say oh you know why didn't i come earlier why didn't we meet earlier but it was so incredible i'll just say my part and rachel if you want to say one last piece and then we'll move on to If anyone has questions also for Rachel and then we have some other beautiful women who are going to share their stories. Um, I I've mentioned this before that I went through a year of like really intense darkness, like really, really disconnected and was going through a really, really hard time. And then as I was coming out and coming back to flow and started teaching again, Rachel walked in like a few weeks after I was like starting to feel better and she's like oh my gosh this is amazing and I've been struggling and I'm like if you would have walked in two weeks earlier like I wouldn't have been able to teach you anything you know so I thought that was also really 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 profound just you know Hashem knows like you wouldn't wouldn't have been able to walk in a few weeks before then it wouldn't have worked yeah and I know you said also the timing that we met was you felt that way also for you
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that um, we had, I, if I can speak for my husband, from what I understand, we had been um, very involved in community, involved in, in having a teacher. And then we had, I mean, like you can see even from where we chose to live, like away from everybody, we didn't come to synagogue or anything. We were, we were just doing our own thing for quite a few years. And I think that chaotic push included including some chaos for me to like overcome some personal things was really like a beautiful timing of like, okay, it's, it's, and we, you know, we were so stupid and like this, that <laughs> we needed the sign. I mean, is it a miracle or is it really like Hashem's like, I already told you 25 times over throughout the years, but we were just so closed minded. We couldn't see it. So we needed something so obvious for us. Um, that it's it's um, to have this I don't know the word in English. Happy merit to remember to be grateful for for you know to accept the work that's being given. So yeah, we do accept it with real gratitude. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay.
2: Can I, can I just yeah. say something about this story that you guys are expressing? I'm I'm hearing it and I'm thinking to myself that that you said this point. That if you had come, at a dip, you know, before that, it wouldn't you wouldn't have been ready for her. Yeah, but yeah. it's the synchronization of Hashem that Hashem sent the Bahram to her when, like, meaning she probably healed you. You helped helped her. It's like this connectedness that we have.
0: Totally, it's
2: the face of God on every facet. It's like it's it's amazing. Absolutely, like, yeah, it's really beautiful.
0: I actually felt that right away when Rachel walked in like that it was a gift for me because I, I understood that it meant that I was ready in a space of more clarity more centered more light for Rachel to be able to walk in then because it was like that was like my sign you know because I wasn't I really wasn't in that space before so and for me I have to say I've
1: had like I've been very um I mean I, I told you guys that I've trained in different modalities and of all these amazing teachers that i've been in touch with i didn't feel safe with any of them and i meet this beautiful young girl woman and i'm like yeah this is maybe because you've been through what you have and you and she was like oh maybe see this um this uh, your somatic healer i was like no thank you <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i i feel like the the combination of your experiences and the way you have experienced and, and teaching somatic experience, somatic healing. And that's the spirituality. It's like the most amazing combination. And Hashem, the world is ready for it now. I think I think that unfortunately everyone people have been through so much open, vivid trauma that this is a way of healing it. I mean and that's been I've that has been i have i have seen that proven for me. I feel like it's a missing piece of the puzzle that I didn't even know was <laughs> was a puzzle. I thought just all different fragments of pieces. I didn't even know it was a full thing, so. It's amazing
0: what you're saying also, because it's, first of all, thank you. Thank you, Rachel, And also, um, it's so true because an exiled state is we've been so, so used to living in an exiled state, fragmented, disassociated, disconnected, lots of pain, lots of all, you know, jumpy all over the place, not anchored that we just normalized it so we couldn't it's like we didn't even have the words for redemption for guula like it was like this far-off mystery that we couldn't ask for it because we didn't even know it was so so distant and then when it comes and you start experiencing it you're like wow i mean really that's what it is right when you start getting more and more taste of redemption and you're just like well i never thought it was possible that there would be another way and that's also why a lot of people have a are afraid to let go because they don't know that there's something better on the other end. Because if that's the only thing that's possible for us, how can we let go?
1: I have to just say, when you said before, you're like, you guys say, because you have the wisdom that you already have, but for the rest of us who are asleep, you say letting go, letting go. So the phrase that I grew up with, and not grew up with, but was, had come across in through healing, through even within the medical paradigm, people talk about oh, you need to let let it go let go and you're like and hold on to what you let go of that water (laughs) just die and and fall fall apart (laughs) exactly but letting go letting go that's already like you guys already on a different um that's yeah exactly to, to to have that faith and to have that that in itself is a miracle for someone that is is feeling that kind of fragmentation and um happen to be living in a you know cabin in the middle of the woods metaphorically and physically to get that knock on the door miracles and wonders
0: miracles and wonders thank you so much okay i'm gonna does anyone have any more questions for rachel thank you for sharing that gorgeous story i love it it's amazing
1: it's It's just thank you
0: it's revolving i love it thank you I agree. Thank you for sharing, Rachel. Thank you for being here. Okay, Um, Miriam, I see you're on. Would you like to share? I don't know. I'm going to go towards the end. So other people go first, please. Okay. so Chaya, not Chaya Moskowitz, the other Chaya. You ready to share? Hi, Nechama. it's it is Chaima. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was the other Chaya. Okay, awesome. Hi,
3: Chaya. Hi, hi, everybody. Um, uh, first of all, thank you, Nechama, so much for making this for bringing it. And I was so excited when I heard you were making it. I was like, wow, this is really this is such a great thing because I always want to like share miracle stories, but I feel like there's not always like a group of like-minded people who are like open to hearing like stories about well this specific story is about like abundance and like um you know like my journey with that and sometimes I feel like there's not always a group to share that with that understands so I'm really excited to share and um yeah I just want to like give a little background so I started um learning bracha's maca's curriculum about
4: I'm five sorry. can we see you chaya maybe oh okay <laughs> sure i'll go on camera one second
0: very nice
3: hi everybody
0: Wait, we don't see you yet mm-hmm. hi oh hey i
3: fine like find good lighting here is that
0: good yeah Anything is good. It's good to see your face. Thank you. Hi.
3: (laughs) So, um, so I started learning Bracha's curriculum, Herma's curriculum, about five years ago. Um, I was going through a really, really hard time. Um, I had a really hard pregnancy with my um, with my youngest, and um, I think that of like pushed me into this space of really wanting to heal and really like getting in touch with myself um but that's a whole other story um and so just being on this journey and like um you know discovering you know self-worth and um you know that Hashem wants us to have all of like all the abundance and just, Learning about what the word abundance even means like was such a journey for me. And so this specific story that I want to share happened, I would say about a year and a half ago. Um, I was lying like next to my baby, trying to like put him to bed. And I just remember like this feeling of abundance, like wanting to stretch and move to a bigger house, even though, you know, we lived in a house and we were comfortable and we were happy. I just remember feeling like, okay, like Hashem wants me to like take the next step and to like expand my vessel and to like be more abundant and buy a bigger house. And this was something that was just very like new for me because I was always like in the mindset of like, be happy with what you have, and you know, you don't need nice things. You know, like that very like dar mindset, um, just like diversity yeah. from society that sometimes mm-hmm. scarcity mindset exactly. So, I didn't realize at the time, but I found out later on in the evening that it was actually chavkimul sivan that day, and. I had never known before what Khafkimul Sivan was. I don't know if everyone here knows, but not
0: everyone knows, so translate everything. <laughs>
3: okay. So in the Megillah it says that on Chafkim Al Sivan. Um see if I can quote exactly. Um it says that um the scribes of the king wrote everything Mordechai commanded. And the Rebbe says that that the the king refers to Hashem. And that on Chaf Gimel, Sivan, each and every one of us has the power to write in Shemayim anything we want on this day. And I think the Rebbe says, if I'm not mistaken, that it's specifically something physical that we want. So that was the first time I had ever heard of Chaf Gimel, Sivan and I had no idea about it before that. But I found out that night that it was Khafkin Musivan. And I was like, okay, I have to write to the Rebbe. And so I I wrote to the Rebbe that night asking for a bracha for a bigger house and for you know for the Pranasa to come along with it. So the next thing I did was obviously I had to speak with my husband and what was, what was interesting was that we had discussed this, we were thinking about it, but we decided, you know, let's wait till it makes more sense financially. And, you know, just all of the, um, I guess, masculine energy details. we were, you know, we were kind of holding off. So I was prepared for him to be, you know, like, you know, we discussed this already, let's hold off. But that was like, a huge miracle in and of itself he was like listen let's just call a realtor and you know we'll, we'll look and you know we won't have any expectations which was you know obviously how I was feeling about it as well you know like let's just look I was going getting into this like very feminine flow kind of energy like okay no expectations but obviously like Hashem put this feeling in me for a reason. Let's see where it goes. And it just happened to be that there weren't very many options on the market during that time. So we saw the first house that was, you know, bigger, the only house basically that was bigger than the one we had currently. And my husband was like really excited. And I was not expecting that at all. I was totally just like letting go and like, feeling really, really peaceful about the whole thing, like whatever happens, that's what's meant to be. I wasn't having any expectation, and turned out that we ended up putting in an offer on that house, and like we we had, you know, like some ideas in mind of like how we were going to make it work financially, but like practically speaking, like we were really kind of just like going with the flow, and we didn't really know exactly all the details, how it was going to work. So one of one of the first miracles that happened was like literally within two hours of putting an offer on the house, my husband gets a call from work from his boss and he gives him like a significant raise, probably the biggest raise he's had like in 10 years. So <laughs> it was really like, to me, it was just like a sign from Hashem, like, keep going like you're doing like you're going in the right direction keep you know like expanding your vessel and keep going and keep um on this journey and i think also for my husband it was just amazing for me to see like how he was able to see like a clear sign that we were doing the right thing so that was one of the miracles and um it ended up that we didn't end up taking this house for a few different reasons it wasn't like exactly what we needed and my husband was like I don't know if we should like give up this opportunity because there's not so many other houses on the market and I was like you know what let's just stay I was thinking to myself like let's let's stay in this mindset of you know Hashem is taking care of whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen and just like really staying in that feminine mindset like feminine flow and not having to have all the details figured out And so I was like, you know what, something better is going to come up. You'll see. And then like two weeks later, I think, or like around that time, another house came on the market and it was like bigger, like in every way better than the first house. And it was the same price, which was a huge miracle because for like months and months, like we'd have been checking on and off and um, nothing was on the market at all. So it was a huge miracle as well. And just everything that happened, we ended up like being able to put in an offer without there being an open house. So, you know, other people didn't really put in offers and we didn't have competition, like all these little things that like happened, just like little signs from Hashem that like, this is meant to be and keep going and staying in this, on this journey and staying on this path. And like, Hashem was like literally, I can't describe it, like giving me this gift. It felt like, like a present, literally. And we ended up closing on Chael, which was not, like totally not on purpose. Meaning like we didn't plan the closing date or anything. Like that was the date that it ended up being. And then the number to our house is 61, which a friend of mine pointed out is, um, the number of malchus so to me I just feel like this house is literally like a malchus gift from Hashem like because you're on this journey of malchus and because you're learning to expand your vessel and you're learning about worthiness and all these things that you know like I didn't even I didn't even know about really like that needed to be healed in me or when I was working on this journey and Hashem was just like, giving me this gift of, like, okay, like, let me show you that. Like, this is, you know, this is what I want. This is, like, what the Rebbe has been teaching us. And, and Nahama, you've been teaching us in the in your classes about how we're supposed to be living Gaula now and how everything is available to us now. And we don't have to, like, run away from that. We can embrace that. We don't have to be in Dar dar-shishi mindset anymore where we're, like, escafia and like you know we don't need to have physical pleasure like everything now is it's it's the physical is what's you know what is kedusha and is what we're supposed to be embracing right now and it was just a reminder of that and just like an encouragement I guess like a, an encouragement gift from Hashem to me it felt like and every day I wake up in this house and I'm like. <laughs> reminded about it and it just has changed my life in so many ways and has helped me do other things that I never thought would be possible in other areas of my life so it's kind of like a ripple effect mm -hmm. like it helped me you know see other areas where I could be more expansive and it's just been such a bracha and I just feel like You know, we all have access to that. We can all tap into our desires, whatever it is. Like, even if it's the most physical thing, if you want a beautiful shaital or you just, you know, you want to have a career where you're making more money and, you know, and obviously doing something that you love. Like, we have access to that. We can all do that. And it's not even about, like, working hard and, you know, like, you know, putting ourselves in positions of, like, stress or uncomfortableness sometimes it's just about tuning into what you want like I feel I feel like a lot of it was just really getting clear about like what I wanted and staying in that space of I don't know how this is going to work out I'm not having expectations like I don't need to have all the details figured out but like just staying in that like calm space of like whatever Hashem wants to be that's what's going to be and like Like, I didn't even have to, like, convince my husband. He sort of just, like, went along with it. I think he just felt my energy and was, like, not feeling the pressure of, like, okay, like, she has all these expectations and now I have to make them come true. Like, it wasn't that kind of energy at all, which I think was a big part of why he was okay with, like, even pursuing it when we had already discussed it. And then the last thing I want to share, which I think is a big piece of it is that like a couple of months before I had even like thought about looking for a new house or anything, I had written down on a piece of paper, um, sorry, not on a piece of paper, in my phone, like on the notes, um, just like my Google vision of what my perfect dream home would look like. And I had just like written down in detail all the different things that I wanted and location of the home and all these different things just like, as like, you know, expressing desires without expectation, like I just periodically would like write things down. And this is one of the things that I wrote down. And I realized after we had bought the house or like around that time, that literally every single detail that I had written on that note about what I wanted in my like Gula vision dream home, this home had. Literally. Mm. And I just thought that was like so crazy because, you know, sometimes it's just about getting super, super clear about what you want. And then Hashem just has that like, you basically like create that Kaylee where like Hashem knows exactly what to give you. And I just think that, you know, that is a very powerful way of bringing about Um, you know, miracles in your life, getting super clear about what you want and telling Hashem, like, in great detail. And I've had that with other areas in my life as well, where I've written things down and seen them, you know, come about. So I think that that's a great, um, a great way to also get super clear about what you want when you write them down. So that's my, my miracle story. And I wanted to share that. And I just want to give everybody a bracha that whatever, um, you know, miracle or whatever physical desire, spiritual desire, emotional, whatever it is that they're seeking in their life right now, like write it down and get super, super clear on it and be super, super like, um, you know, clear about what you want and Hashem should bless you with, all of your heart's desires, and we should all see lots and lots of miracles, I mean,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and I think for bring-ins especially have so much power to bring down miracles. I've noticed that in my own life, like whenever I've posted a for bring-in or been at a for bring-in and shared, like I've noticed big, big changes in my life, so I, I mean, just wanted to give everyone a bracha that this for bring-in should be a Kaylee for whatever you're searching for or you need in life or you're asking for it should it should come about in an open easy and yeah very feminine flow kind of way wow hi that was very very
0: special and beautiful thank you for sharing and all the details and the feelings along the way and um really 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 incredible um thank you. especially when it's miracles about something so physical right and like all the details of the house and the things you want like you know there's you could say miracles of like spiritual or like whatever but when it comes down to like experiencing Hashem's love in the physical down to our desires it's so profound and I just want to say that um thank you and what you said exactly is like first of all we have to we have to even know what we really want but also, we have to know that we're worthy of what we want. Those are the two big things. It's like we have to know what we want, and then we might not feel worthy. So, opening up to know that we're worthy of it is opening up our, as a vessel, so that Hashem could give it to us. Because if we're not, we don't feel worthy, then our vessel is not fully ready. And Hashem just waiting for us to, you know, like I talked about in the beginning, cleaning out our base on migdash of all the false beliefs and things that, and then we make more space. I just have to share. I'm going to take only like two minutes because I want to give space for everyone else. But I just, when you were sharing, I just want to share because I love these stories when they're so physical. That I'm going to share a little miracle story in my life, something very physical. That I went to a home store, a home decorating store for a specific picture. And I was like, Can I have a focus? Because I love home decorating stores and they're very enticing for me. And I was like, okay, we're just gonna look at the picture. And then I couldn't help but on the side, I noticed this gorgeous, gorgeous round mirror. And it was on the corner, like with like random stuff. It wasn't in the like organized part of the store. And I was like, oh, that's the that mirror is so gorgeous. And I'm like, no, it's expensive. I'm not here for the mirror. Ignore it. And I get, got home and I couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm like, the mirror, the mirror, the mirror, the mirror. I know about myself. I'm like, if I can't stop thinking about it, it doesn't matter the price. It means it's mine and so i i the store was a little far away because i drive an hour to get my kids and it was on the way so i was like okay i had to wait the next week when i do carpool and it went early i went in and i couldn't find the mirror and i was like oh no hashem i it's meant for me i i have i, I need that mirror i looked, looked and then I, I went to the lady and she's like oh come come to our website let's look she opens up the website i look through no mirror none of not that mirror and i was like oh no i don't see it on your website and she's like i'm sorry this is our website, this is what we have. I said, I'm finding that mirror, I, I don't know. So I, I look through the whole store behind things. And then I finally, I find it like behind some cracked pictures and I'm like, oh, this is the mirror. And then I went to the friend and I said, this is the mirror. She's like, it's not on our website. It's not even our ours. Like, I don't even know how it's in our store. And I'm like, well, it has a price tag. And she's like, I have no idea. I guess you could buy it, but it's I, we don't even, it's it's not, we don't own that kind of mirror anyways. So it's my mirror and it's in the front of my house. And I look at it every day and I smile and I love it as much from the moment I bought it a couple years ago. I still love it. And yeah, it's like Hashem, that's how much Hashem loves us. Like even that mirror stayed for me. And it made no sense because I, I have no idea how it showed up. So, so cool.
3: I love what yeah. you said about also knowing that you were worth it because that was very, very, very big part of it for me on my journey, like, well, that's the obstacle, yeah, yeah, uh, totally, because, so, you know, scarcity mindset, but also just, you know, society teaches us that, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a bad thing to feel, to want, and to, like, you know, put yourself, like, so high, where you're, like, oh, I need this, or, or not need, but, I oh, want this nice thing or that nice thing. Like it was just something that I really, really had to work through and heal. And yes. I just, yeah, Hashem, I think I feel like Hashem gifted me this for doing that work. Like it just feels like, I don't know. I can't explain. It's like Hashem's like, keep going. You're doing, you're on the right path. And this something. is like a reminder something that's going to remind you of that every single day.
0: And it makes Hashem so happy when we receive his abundance and his love. Yes. Thank you. Um, Miriam, you look ready.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Um, You asked me to share the miracle with the singing. You could share anything. But it's actually, I have something current that I said, I I like said, I'm going to share the miracle when it happens. So I'll share that one. It's more current. Okay. as some of you have seen, I've shared this Hanukkah music medley and it also has to do with what you're both talking about, feeling worthy for it. So three weeks ago, I an idea dropped in my brain that I really wanted to do this medley for our times. I wanted to put in the words that apply to our situation we're going through now, as well as the whole idea of um, what we're learning in the sikhas and everything. And I asked the person that would record it if I have enough time. I'm like, I know it's like a little close, like these things take time. She's like, no, we could do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. I reach out to someone to do the music. He's like, no problem. I have it ready for you tomorrow. Great, everything is so fine and dandy, right? And then um, the music person messages me that he's not feeling well. He'll try to send it as soon as possible. A week passes, a week and a half passes. He finally gets it to me two weeks later. So now we're a week before Hanukkah. And um, I'm like, listen, Hashem, it's your project. It's your desire. And, you know, I'm like, I don't know what you want with this, but okay, let's go. And the next morning, the person that was supposed to record it wakes up with very high fever. (laughs) Uh, An adult with 103 fever, she's like, it's never happened to me. I don't know what this is. I don't know. And I had prepared the entire week that we're going to have takeout for dinner. I asked each kid what they want each night because it's going to be, this is going to be dedicated to making this happen. So just a very easy week. And then my day was open and I said, you know what? I'm not canceling all the easiness. Like, I just, I guess, Hashem, you want me to take a day to myself. And like, I literally... Laid in bed, listened to the, I think it was a Wednesday when you did your thing or Thursday. And okay, the next day, again, she says, I have fever. I'm like, okay, fine. Like she's like, I could, she told me seven o'clock in the morning, I can't, I probably can't do it. I have high fever. So I started dancing as if it already is done, it's all taken care of, it's done. And I just danced. And within 20 minutes, she messages me, I could do it for one hour. These recordings take usually about um, a day, two days, like six hours, 12 hours. And I drive up to her house and I said, Hashem, if you want this to happen and you make this happen, I'm going to share this miracle that how it came about, because logically it didn't make any sense. It's going to be ready. And I go in and and as well as as I was driving up, I'm like, oh, my goodness, my Wrote, like really I'm not even feeling so well I don't know but I still want to do it so let's go we'll go and I think it flopped she's beat red she could barely do it she does it for like an hour and a half and I leave and the next day she said I'm still not feeling well this is really strange I don't know what it is I'm still not feeling well I could do it again for one hour come back in and she shows me the parts we did the day before and I was like really I did that yesterday like are you sure <laughs> like it's not normal that I wouldn't mess up at all. Like, she's like, no, we did most of it. We did it yesterday. Like, I know I, you, it just, yeah, it, it was fine. And um, we kind of finished up. And then she tells me, I can't do the mixing. Like, I'm really not feeling well. And again, I'm, like, it felt like one blockage after the next. And I said, listen, Hashem, you, you put this desire in me. Why are you making it so challenging? Like, obviously you're putting stuff in place. Like, to make it be that I let go, enjoy the day and don't put so much stress into the actual project. It's teaching me something, kind of forcing me to have desires that I didn't even know existed, that I want to have it with ease. And I, you know, I'm worthy of doing it without stress. I'm worthy of having it done quickly. I'm worthy of enjoying my day, even if I don't um, put out any production or whatever it is. So a bunch of lessons, and it was a lot of letting go, a lot of um emotions came up during the week of that I just had to like sort through because letting go and letting Hashem take over this miracle means that I have to um, put myself in a space of vulnerability and that was a very excruciating space to be and so it was a lot of healing the whole week of really just sitting with myself and and taking care of myself and Again, more blockages happening. I'm not gonna share the rest because it's someone else's stuff. But I just kept putting myself in a space that this is Hashem's project. You wanna express yourself in this way. And in the past, I would have put that down over someone else's desire or someone else's need or the family's needs. And I was able to do both. I was able to stay in my, that this is gonna, this could happen. And just gonna make the right amount of time for it, however much I, I'm needed for for it, and then everything else will fall into place. And it was, and then suddenly there's this one person that could have it done Sunday. He was in Israel. He got it done Monday morning. It went out, and the whole thing has been one big, very painful experience, a very um, vulnerable experience, and very much. Um, a miracle as well. And um, the reason I, I chose to share this and not the other one is because the other miracle story was about, you know, I wasn't feeling well. And I, I still, I thought like, listen, Hashim, you can make miracles, you'll make it happen because you, I feel like it's gonna be okay. And it was like beyond expectations of so such a smooth path. Whereas this one was the, almost like a direct opposite but it's still the same message the underlying message of um i'm here to show you what you don't even know you're worthy of i'm here to show you even more than you could ever imagine so thank I love
0: you that. wow thank you for sharing that it's 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 so profound and i love what you said that you specifically shared this one because you know it came with complications and obstacles along the way and yet you still received the message because that's such an important message that sometimes we think a miracle like we have we have misconceptions the way what we think mashiach is what we think Gula is what we think is a miracle and really if we if we really lean into the fact that Hashem's always showing up for us and he's unconditional love then we have a vision of the vacation has to be like this or the you know my the party has to be like this or my event has to be like this or this project to be like this and then if it comes out in a different way in the way hashem designed it, not us we could resist and we could the anger upset, or if we lean into, okay, this is not working the way, like you said, the way I planned, but if Hashem's unconditionally loving, there, there's a good reason here, and what am I supposed to learn? Then it's, we receive the miracle and the lesson because it's expanding us, it's teaching us, it's pushing us to let go in ways that we always wanted to, but we couldn't because it's so hard to let go or it's practicing, practicing making ourselves a vessel in a way that's gonna change our life forever and ever for the future and bring us to a so much better place. So that we have a better life. So, yeah, it's really, I really appreciate that you brought up that message. Thank you I think we're in sense.
5: a space, a time now that Hashem is almost forcing us each to make that vessel, whether we like Absolutely. it or not.
0: <laughs> and because <laughs> and like, He loves if you're us, fight or you don't, and that's it. exactly. He's like the day has come. We're getting married. <laughs> Done. You can't replace <laughs> exactly. anymore. I'll hold but- you down, whatever it takes. Absolutely, amazing. Thank you, Miriam. Okay. We have two more. We have Gila and Sarah Schwartz, and then I'm going to end the recording. Then if anyone wants to stay more and share, even if you didn't plan, if you want to share anything. Gila, you want to go next?
4: It didn't unmute, so it took some time. Hi, everyone. Thank you Nechama for letting us tell our Nisim, it's really special situation. And also the fact that we are aware of our Nisim, that's so special. And um, I wanted to tell the story about our house, but we just had a house story. So I just want to say that we had really a very similar story. The only difference is that we went into a smaller house because we moved from our schliches in Amersfoort to Amsterdam, where our married children live. And the price difference is so big, so we only could have a smaller house. But Hashem gave us the most beautiful possibility in this smaller house, with a garden and with everything what we wanted. And we are so happy. And the interesting thing is that everyone who comes into our house said, Wow, this is so beautiful! Or oh, it's so big, and it is not, and or oh, many compliments. And I think because people see the kedusha in the house that Hashem gave it to us, and a present from Hashem is always nice. So I think that's why. And we had the same; like we we were looking for houses, and there was nothing. So I told my husband, the moment we need it, we'll have a nice house. And that's exactly what happened. And I didn't plan anything, it just went. And that's so beautiful. So I won't uh, elaborate on this, but I, while listening to all the others, I thought, you know, last Sunday, we had a Hanukkah party with our children and it went really effortless. I didn't prepare, just thought a bit what we will give. I didn't cook. I didn't, I just put, I didn't, I, I mama's, the the table, my husband and my son did and everyone brought something and everyone was happy and it just went. And that's what I love of this way of living in relying of Hashem and letting Hashem organize our life that we don't have control, to control it just a bit put in some efforts, but mainly it's effortless. And that's what I love. And I love everything we learn in the classes. And just one more thing. I just wanted to mention that also people who organize big manoeures, I'm sure you experience the same, that organizing a big menorah is such a big miracle. The Rebbe gave us this amazing possibility. And in Holland, we are doing it only like thirty-five years. In in all the other countries, there were already min- big menorahs, but not in Holland because in Holland, people are Jewish at home, and they don't like to show outside that they're Jewish. So we thought it's not really fitting to our mentality. So then I heard it's in um, they're starting a big menorah in Germany, and then I said if it's possible in Germany, we can do it in Holland too. And so that's how it happened. And Baruchas and we organized the first big Meneure. And many people came. And they were very happy. And now we even can't count anymore in in that 35 years how, how many Meneures we have now. And wow. and it's very common. And everyone likes it. And there's so many people coming to every Meneure. And that's a big nest. Nice. And, and we have one in Amsterdam on the Dam Square and my son organizes that and um, people come there who don't do anything else about Yiddishkeit that's their identifications, that's a word how they feel Jewish by going to the Menorah once a year on the Dam Square Mm
1: -hmm. and I wish
4: everyone a very happy Hanukkah last day and it's Zeus Hanukkah we have the most Koyach of Khanak in that day, in the in the, um, lots of light. And may we all get all our wishes and our desires fulfilled, especially that we can meet each other in the of Riktash soon.
0: Thank you so much, Gila. Thank you. And it's so beautiful, the visual that like you're saying, you know, you started off, there was no menorah, and then you started with one menorah. And then now you said you can't even count how many menorahs. And if you think about that, That's a metaphor for this work right it's like we start off finding our own yachida and becoming our own menorah light and then being in miraculous transcendent energy and from there it spreads and spreads and spreads and spreads and before we know it it will be the common thing everyone will get together and talk about hashem in their life and like chaya said it's a true thing that actually nowadays to share joy and to share light is not common and it's actually uncomfortable it's like you it's like to have a friend or have someone in your life who can celebrate with you is very unique and it's 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 a treasure. But hopefully it will grow and grow and realize that the way Hashem designed the world yeah we have our struggles and those are things we have to work through you know, but from a space of light when we connect and we share the joy. it's really what uplifts and spreads that the positivity So thank you and then we'll end up with Sarah Schwartz. Sarah, are you ready.
2: Yeah, I'm here. Hey, hey. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. So I was hesitant if I should share because even just within this one-hour class, my ability to let go goes up and down, and I wanna, I wanna share it here for the benefit of anyone who's still in the middle of the journey. Um, it's very messy. <laughs> Actually, right behind me was I was painting this. Painting and it was saying "Let go, I'm not God." And my husband came in here and took a picture of me and he posted it on the family group and it just made me lose it. And I just covered the whole thing and I wiped it all out with my hands because I was like, "No, I'm not there yet." And again, I'm sharing this because I really believe this this process is like this birthing something so big and. It's like labor and it, it, contraction and then it goes back and then it contraction and then it goes back and... Um, but I will share a little um, thing that I was going to share. Um, <clears throat> similar to what someone else shared, how like not always is the vision of what we had exactly what is meant for us. and. Letting go and trusting Hashem is leading us along the path that is good for us. So my my short share is, I for so long wanted to move to a intentional Jewish community with nature and the kids walking to school and walking around barefoot and everybody just connected and that was like my vision and I wanted to create it because I didn't know where it existed and I was like trying to figure it out and my husband was trying to help me figure it out and like we couldn't figure it out and I just felt like. And then this op- uh, opportunity came for us to move to Florida and it sort of felt like giving up on this big dream that I had for a very long time. And that was very ch- hard for me. felt like I was like downgrading my dream. But over time, and now we're, we're moving to an, a new house, we're gonna buy instead of rent in, this, in, this, in Florida. Over time, I'm seeing that actually Hashem knows what is best for me. And for me, for my soul, It's so easy for me to move to the middle of nowhere and run a farm. That's, that's fun. That's, but for my soul to have a house and to have those walls around my body and to feel comfortable and settled in them and worthy of them, that's really a challenge. And the fact that Hashem is leading me in very clear steps, leading our family to a place where it, it will be more settled for me and having to do that work of letting go of my vision of what I thought was best for me and open to what Hashem is sending in all sorts of packages is hard work, but it's it's special. And I, I really thank Nechama for being such a help along this journey and being in the Rebbe's work also, so encouraging. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity
0: to share. Wow. So that's a really, really beautiful way to end because you're you're very grounding and very real and very authentic and always remind us that it's an ongoing journey because it's the truth. So thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining. And yeah, you know, may we continue to see continued increase of light. You know, we go from one to two till eight for Hanukkah and may grow in abundance, abundance, abundance from here on and be able to share and experience more and more miracles in our life.